PMDD partners, welcome to another episode of the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Rose Alcaton, your PMDD relationship psychotraumatologist. And being that I have PMDD, I have chosen to specialize my practice in helping PMDD partners to stop the monthly breakups. Each week, I will be providing you with my signature trauma transformational tools. Now let's get into this week's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about if you're not happy and you know it. This is all about when you're not happy in your intimate relationship with your PMDD partner and you know it. And I'm pretty sure deep down your partner knows it too. And no one is just saying anything. You're portraying actions to where you're barely talking to each other. Or when you do talk to each other, everything is tense and on edge. You're not connecting and you're genuinely just feeling like you're not happy in your PMDD relationship, but you don't know what to do about it. And I deal with so many clients where this is the issue. And I want to let you know, if you're not happy and you know it and your partner knows it, then it's time to do something about it. So many times I have clients come to me where it's way, way past the point of where they should have asked for help. And for some, I'm able to bring them back and they're able to get back on course. And for others, it's too late. And in those times where it's too late, I can see where the hurt and the damage has really pierced the other person and it's cemented. It's almost permanent damage in a sense of every single time that they look at the other person, they're seeing that hurt. And every single time that they talk to the other person, they're feeling that pain. So they're no longer associating their partner with someone that's safe, someone that brings them joy, someone that brings them comfort and support. They're looking at their PMDD partner as the enemy and they want to get away from that pain, which makes them want to break up so they can get away from that person because they're associating their partner with their pain. And it's so hard to erase that without really going into depths of all the times that that damage has caused, you know, permanence in their relationship. Because what it does is it basically makes you look at your partner as if they are a different person. You're looking at them like they have morphed into this person that is just there to cause you suffering. You know, it's like, you know that you're going to come home to this person and you're assuming You're assuming that you all are going to have an argument. You are assuming that you all are not going to be on the same page, that you're not going to connect. And that assumption ends up coming into reality and that becomes your day-to-day life. And then when you go into PMDD and you're trying to get some sense of peace and some sense of support, that partner is still not there to give you that because they're still that enemy. They're still that person. It's almost to the point where you don't even ask for it. It's like, oh, I already know that they're not going to support me. I already know that they're not going to be there for me. I already know that, you know, they feel this way. And, and it's like almost this unspoken communication where they're, the partners are not really communicating anymore. They're just assuming in their minds that it's going to be negative. And so when that happens, you you put yourself in a position to where your partner is really dealing with some deep-rooted emotional issues in the sense of how it is impacting their day-to-day life. When you both have this negative reality about each other in your minds, 
then it impacts every single thing that you do. Your intimate relationship with your PMDD partner impacts every single thing that you do. You can't escape it. You cannot escape it. And I tell this to my private clients all the time. What you do when you're doing this work with me, you're literally impacting your well-being every single aspect of your life, how you are when you're at work, how you are when you're with your children, how you are when you're with your friends, because everyone knows when you don't have a good relationship environment, that when you go to work, you're going to feel it. When you try to hang out with your friends, you're going to be thinking about it. When you try to do some sort of wellness routine, you're going to feel depleted and fatigued. You're not going to feel like it. You're not going to feel motivated. You're not going to feel good about yourself. Your self-esteem is going to be lacking. When you go to connect with your kids, you're not fully going to be there or you're frustrated. So you're probably going to snap on them. And then you're going to feel guilty about snapping on them. And the root cause of all of this is genuinely your relationship with your partner. And the goal is not to get rid of your partner because then you won't have these negative emotions. You're still going to have the negative emotions because then you're going to have to heal. That emotional pain that you have in your PMDD relationship is not going to go anywhere just because you break up with your partner. It's still going to be there. You're still going to have to go through the process of healing that, of finding out a better way to manage that, to cope with that, because you're carrying it around with you. It's a part of you. It is your life experience. And that doesn't go anywhere just because you get rid of your partner. And I know a lot of my private clients have, you know, gone through that process of like, I thought the breakup was going to be something that was going to help me, but it's buried. It's still buried there. So when you go to do other things, number one, you're still going to miss your partner because you're going to remember the good times as well as the bad. You're going to remember the plans that you had with your partner and that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because you're going to look at all it took to be in that intimate relationship, all that you sacrificed, all that you did to pour into your partner, everything that your partner did to pour into you. And then you're just going to realize that it didn't even work. But you were left with this pain and you don't have any way of getting rid of it unless you go through the process of healing that. So the first thing I want to let you know is breaking up is not the cure for the pain that you're going through in your PMDD relationship. And I want to let you know that being in a relationship, you know, that everyone has this phrase, relationships are work, relationships are work. And I don't say that. Um, because it's not so much that relationships are work. Relationship is a commitment. Relationship is a commitment that you're going to put forth effort into the well-being of yourself and your partner. Okay. So it's just like if you have a child, you don't say, oh, parenting is work. Yes, you do work within your role as a parent, but that's not the basis of what it is. Your relationship with your partner is tied to a commitment. You all are committed to each other. You're not just committed to yourself when you're in a relationship. You're committed to each other. And that's not taking on the responsibility to put forth the effort for your partner. It's supporting them in that process. But it is a commitment. You are committed to ensuring that this relationship does, in fact, succeed. And that takes effort. And a lot of times when you're going through that process and you're not necessarily getting it right at the time or something may be going on where it's a little bit more difficult, that's okay. It's part of the process. 
relationships are not meant to be just easy breezy like you see on the Disney movies and you just live happily ever after and everything just falls into place. Life is not like that. And it's very important that I let you know that up front, that if you're going through a process where your PMDD relationship is more difficult, it doesn't mean that you're with the wrong person. It doesn't mean that you're in the wrong relationship. It just means you're going through the process. And a lot of times there's a lot of healing and there's a lot of strength that's on the other side of putting forth that effort to get through that process. There's a reward on the other side and not a lot of us make it to the other side to see that. But when it gets difficult, If you're not happy and you know it, say something, do something to get yourself through that process, to get yourself past that next level. It's easy. It's very easy to say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore because it's getting a little bit difficult because it's not as easy as it was as a certain phase in your relationship. Like it may be the beginning. It's really, really easy And then you bring children into the mix and it's a little bit more difficult. And then you bring PMDD into the mix and it's a lot more difficult. That doesn't mean that the relationship is not supposed to happen. If this is the person that you're supposed to be with, they're supposed to be with you on this journey. If you look at any couples that have been together for years and years and years, they've gone through a lot of things together, a lot of things. Some of them were easy and fun and light and breezy. And it's like, yay, look at us. And then some of them were really difficult, but they were grateful that they had that person with them. Because when you get older, and I'm saying this because my my grandfather uh, is in his later years. And um, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to cry right now. my grandfather is in his later years. And, um, you know, when I talk to him, he talks to me about, you know, his relationship, um, with my grandmother that lasted so many years. And the hardest part was losing her. And he's expressed such gratitude. And he literally told me I couldn't make it without her. He said, I, everything else doesn't matter. You know, the house that we built, all the things that we bought, the cars, the the careers, you know, all the things that we had, none of it mattered as much as having her by my side to do life with. And, you know, he's seen a lot. My grandfather is 83 years old right now. He's seen people come, people go, relationships come and, you know, all of these things. And so I take his wisdom to heart because I know that he's been through a lot. Um, and when he lost my grandmother, it's like he lost a piece of himself and he had to live on after that. And it was really painful for him because he would go to do things. He was so connected with her that he would go to do things and, you know, say things and, and he wanted to reference all of the memories that they made together whenever he lived on after her. He went into reference. Remember that time that we struggled during this? You know, he was talking about the little apartment that he had with her and how they struggled and they barely had any money and, but they made it through. This is what couples talk about when they're older. They talk about their struggles and they talk about it in a positive light and knowing that it, it's not funny. A lot of the stuff that you may be going through with your partner right now, the way that you're not seeing, you know, things 
on the same page, the way that you may be struggling with the parenting of your children, the way that you may be struggling through every month of PMDD. It's not funny right now, but someday when you're with your partner and you look back, you're going to have such gratitude for sticking in there, staying in there with your partner and not having to go through that struggle alone. And PMDD is a monthly struggle. And I just want you all to get to the point of utilizing your PMDD partners as a partner. And if at any point you feel like your partner is not a partner, it's time to speak up and say something about it. Because when you begin to take on the burden of the entire relationship of doing all the things by yourself, there's so much bitterness and resentment that goes into that if it's not even. And when I say even, I don't mean that you're both doing the exact amount of things. You know, you're both doing 50-50 with the finances and 50-50 with the housework. No, that's not what I'm saying. Everybody has their strengths. And what I work with, with a lot of my private clients is what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And allowing you to be able to do things that you're strong at and letting your partner do the things that you're weak at to balance it out. You're not your partner. So many times we get so frustrated because our partner doesn't do things the way that we do them, but they're not meant to do things the way that we do them. And when we're in PMDD and we're frustrated and we're saying, I want to support and my support would have looked like this. I would have wanted, you know, my partner to do this, to come down and bring me coffee, make me breakfast, look at me lovingly in my eyes and just, you know, swoon over me a little bit. That would have been the support that I needed. But instead they went off to work and they provided for the family. And you take that for granted in a sense of saying, that's not enough for me because that's not what I want the support to look like. Your partner doesn't have to show you support in the way that you would show support. I'm going to say that again. Your PMDD partner doesn't have to show you support in the way that you would show support. You are two separate individuals that are meant to complement each other. You're not the same. You're not supposed to be the same. So a lot of times you think I'm just going to get with another partner and they would be the ones to give me what it is that I need. But they're going to be missing something that you genuinely need. You don't want to be with yourself. That's not the point of a relationship. You want to be with someone who can compliment you and can do things that you can't do, who can think to do things that you wouldn't do. And a lot of times, some of the actions that our PMDD partners does for the relationship, we don't see them. We don't recognize them. We don't say thank you for them because they just seem so, you know, basic. Oh, they're just going to work. Well, what would happen if they didn't do some of those things? How would you survive? I know it's not as glamorous as coming home and bringing flowers and, you know, massaging your feet and doing all the things that they do on those Netflix movies that I'm binging right now. I get it. It may not be as, you know, sexy as that, but it's necessary. And we need to look at what does my PMDD partner do? What do they do? Instead of constantly looking at what they don't do, what they're doing wrong, what I wish that they would do different, what are they doing? And begin to feel a sense of gratitude because I, I have, um, a couple clients who they have done, you know, a lot of damage in their PMDD relationship and they ended up breaking up and they want to get back together and the other partner does not. 
And what that looks like is pain and regret. And so before you get to that point, I want you to put forth the effort to search for what your PMDD partner is doing. If you're not happy, let your partner know. And if you don't feel comfortable letting them know yourself because you feel like they're going to get defensive and then you guys are going to get into an argument. This is where I come in with my private sessions and we discuss it together. A lot of the times when I work with one client and then I one partner and then I work with the other, I'm the one saying the hard things, right? Nobody wants to be the bad guy. No one wants to be the one to drop the ball on the relationships and say, hey, we need to talk about this because then everyone gets mad at the person that brought it up. Well, I become that person and it's okay. I tell my private, it's okay if you're upset with me that I'm revealing something in your relationship that you're not, you know, it's not comfortable for you to deal with, but they're so grateful when we actually work through it. It's a scary thing. It's like, should we really talk about that right now? And I'm like, yeah, we should really talk about that right now. And they're like, okay. And I say, you know what? I'm going to be the one that's going to mention it in our next session. And when I do, it takes the weight off of each other because now they're not like, oh, you're the you're to blame for us bringing this up and it's uncomfortable. Everybody wants to stay comfortable. I get it. I get it. We all want to be comfortable. We don't want to rock the boat. We want to, we've gotten so used to walking on eggshells that we're not really saying what's really going on in our mind. And that's one of the things that I value in my PMDD relationship is the ability to say what's on our hearts and minds. And that's why we have our weekly sessions, our heart talks, and it's not always easy. And we have to stop ourselves from getting defensive. But a lot of things, I would rather know what my PMDD partner is really thinking and feeling than to continue to hear all the the good stuff, the fairy tale stuff. And deep down, they're really hurting or deep down, they're really needing something else from me, but they don't want to say it, right? I want to hear it. I want to put it all out in the open because I can't fix what I don't know. And you can't fix what you don't know. And relationships are not just about having the good times. And I know what that feels like. I know um, what that feels like to want to have the happily ever after. So commitments, staying committed to the authentic version of you, your partner staying committed to the authentic version of them, meaning what they truly feel, how they truly feel about you, right? Not what they're saying because they know that it's going to make you happy and keep the peace. How are they truly feeling about you? Think about that. And a lot of times we know, we know, we know when our partner is not really feeling us in the moment. We know when they're not really happy with us, but it's like, we're not willing to go there because what are we going to do with that? And I get it. If you're not in a place to handle the intense emotions of what comes after that, that's what I'm all about getting the help because you want to uncover it, but it's like, you don't want to uncover it in an environment where you're not able to facilitate handling it in a healthy way. And it becomes toxic. I get it. When I have, you know, sessions with my clients, this is what we talk about. These are the, the hot topics that we need to talk about in a forum with a mediator, me that comes in and I'm like, okay, because I can kind of referee it before it becomes damaging. But a lot of times when you try to do it on your own, And there's a lot of hurt words that are said. 
there's a lot of hurtful things that are done, you start to think, well, I should have never said anything in the first place. You know, if I would have never said anything, we never would have been in this situation, but you would have been living a lie. You would have been living a lie. And you know it, but sometimes it's more comfortable for you to live in the lie of your PMDD relationship than to live in the truth. PMDD lovers, I am so excited to announce my latest course called Dating and PMDD. You asked and I answered. For all of you single PMDD partners wanting to get in a relationship or maybe you're currently dating and you're having some struggles with trying to navigate your PMDD symptoms, or if you're the partner that's thinking about dating someone who has PMDD and you really just want to know how to do it the right way. So we're going to go through eight weeks of intense training with workbooks where we're going to be going over all of these different topics and we're going to have live Q&As. You're going to be able to watch the recordings whenever you feel like it, whatever time zone that you're on. So week one, we're going to be discovering your why. Why do you want to date with PMDD? Why do you want to partner? We need to understand the foundation of that. Week two, we're going to be talking about what makes a supportive PMDD partner. All of my clients always say all the time, I just want a supportive PMDD partner. So I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like when it comes to PMDD. Week three, is going to be boundaries in PMDD, communicating those needs. What is it that you need? What is it that you don't need specifically when you go into PMDD? Week four is going to be PMDD attachment styles. When you go into PMDD, are you an avoidant? Do you have an anxious attachment style? What kind of partner should you date if you have a different attachment style in a PMDD? Week five is the PMDD intrusive thoughts. When you're going through that texting phase and you're not really knowing what to do with that anxiety of should I text, should I not text, should I tell them that I have PMDD, when should I tell them that I have PMDD, how should I tell them that I have PMDD. I'm going to give you the exact blueprint of what to say when you have PMDD and you're dating someone that you're wanting to be in a relationship with. Week six is going to be dating through each phase of your cycle. So every single time that you go through your ovulation, your menstruation, your follicular phase, and your luteal phase, when you're dating, you're going to be impacted differently. And I'm going to tell you how to date, when to date, which phase of your cycle is more beneficial and which phase is more so you need to kind of pull back a little bit so that you don't do any damage and that you don't scare away a potential PMDD partner. Week seven is how dating affects your PMDD symptoms because because when you begin to date, you will have your PMDD symptoms magnified. So I'm going to tell you what to look out for so that you're not surprised, so that you don't feel like you need to stop the dating process or like you're doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you what to expect and what to do to cause your PMDD symptoms to be minimally affected when you're dating. And then the last week eight is going to be how to detach yourself from the PMDD dating process and just have fun and open yourself up to the possibility of having an amazing PMDD partners. So go to www.inlovewithpmdd.com. We start on May 1st and you'll be able to watch the recordings whenever you get this. And you're going to want to get the workbook and everything that's included. I look forward to seeing you in there. We got this. Love you. Right. And I want to, for the PMD Trauma Transformational Tools today, I'm going to take you through a very, very important exercise um, 
that I've learned throughout my doctoral research with getting my dissertation and PMDD relationships, as I told you, going through this process and I'm getting ready to defend my dissertation proposal and go um, deep into the research of getting participants. So look forward to that in 2023. I will be utilizing four couples, four Four, I, I limited it to four because I know that we're going to go really deep into this, but um, four couples and I'm going to incorporate them into my research because I want to be able to let your voice be heard. Um, everything is going to be anonymous. I'm going to lose pseudonames for everyone. So no one's real name will be used in my research, but I want the research that I'm doing to actually come from my the PMDD partners community that I am serving. And I want that to be put out there for the world to know what it is that PMDD partners go through. So throughout, but that's more to come in 2023 though. Um, so there is something called the neuroticism factor and it determines whether within your relationship, you have a sensitive and nervous outlook or you have a secure and confident outlook. So basically, just over two decades ago, a team of psychology researchers named Costa and McRae researched personalities within relationships and came out with the big five pairs of personality traits called the big five. And so one of their important, most important traits referred to is the neuroticism traits. And so basically the term neuroticism means negative emotions, okay? So they said that humans are nearly mostly sensitive and nervous in their relationships or they're secure and confident. And what this theory basically lets you understand, and this is a lot of, you know, the theories I love to use with my private clients is if you want to find out based off of this episode, if you're in your relationship, are you in that? If you're not happy and you know, it, if you're not happy, you're probably on that nervous and sensitive side. And if you are happy, you're probably on that secure and confident side in your relationship. And the goal is not to point out that, you know, one is better than the other. It's to recognize whether you need to get help or not. Because sometimes we're like, well, I don't know. I kind of think that I am, but I'm not sure. So we're going to go through some tools today. And I love doing these exercises and I love getting your feedback. Um, and I love when you message me on Instagram at in love with PMDD and you're telling me how much these exercises at the end of the episodes are really, really helping you. So I'm going to continue to incorporate them, um, so that they can help you in your day to day life to just uncover some things that you need to know about your PMDD relationship. So here we go. We want to consider the prevalence of experiencing negative emotions. In general, the term neuroticism means negative emotion. So do you mostly feel positive feelings about your PMDD relationship or negative ones? Not saying that you don't feel both, but mostly if you had to say the scale, you know, is more tipped in one one area or the other. If you feel more positive feelings, you're more likely towards the secure and confident side of neuroticism. And if you're more negative emotions in your PMDD relationship, then you're you know, geared to the more sensitive and nervous side. And I'll give you some tools on that. So another big one is how well you handle stress figures in the your neuroticism factor. So if you struggle to deal with ongoing stress, 
in your PMDD relationship where every single time you're under prolonged stress, um, you're ranked, you tend to be ranked more on the sensitive and nervous end of the spectrum because your ability to handle stress. And I know this is so prevalent in PMDD because it's so hard for us to handle stress in our relationships because we're under stress in PMDD. We tend to go towards the sensitive and nervous side for our relationships because we become sensitive and nervous about adding any more stress to our lives, to our relationship, because we think it's not going to make it. We're already dealing with stress and everything in PMDD. And then when we have to handle any other kind of stress or ongoing stress like we deal with in PMDD, it really hurts the relationship. So that makes our relationship in the sensitive and nervous spectrum. So that means that anything that happens, your your relationship is a little bit fragile because we're experiencing that ongoing stress of PMDD. And that's all the more reason why I say it's so important to get the work and the effort done in the relationship because of the damage of PMDD, because it's not as solid, right? It's not as secure. You're not as secure and confident in your relationship when you go into PMDD because of all the stress that's going on. So it's kind of like it's a porcelain doll. It's very fragile. So the next one is the balance of your emotions and how that plays into the neuroticism, meaning the balance of your emotion and how it plays into the negative emotions. So if you would describe yourself when you're in PMDD as having inconsistent emotions, which a lot of us are, most of us are when we're in PMDD, you're on the sensitive and nervous side, right? This means that your emotions might be unpredictable and your moods will influx throughout the course of PMDD. That means how you handle any issues in your relationship puts you on the spectrum of neuroticism, which means negative emotions because you're going up and down with all of your emotions. The whole time you're in PMDD, one minute you're sad, one minute you're happy. And I know a lot of times this neuroticism, these negative emotions are overwhelming for us because they feel really real in the moment. And then when we come out of PMDD, we may have this influx of positive emotions. So we have this influx every single month, whether we want to or not. And then the next one is your reactions to ongoing life situations matter. So when you're trying to handle things in your PMDD relationship, life things, you know, finances, children, careers, all of these things, your ability to regulate your reactions and respond well to challenging events is a part of the neuroticism picture, right? So if something happens that you weren't expecting, and you're unable to live in this peaceful, you know, tranquil environment that you're, we all are like, okay, I'm just trying to have peace when I get into PMDD. I just want peace. A lot of times that's what my private clients say. I know that's what I say. I just said, I just want to get through PMDD in the most peaceful way possible. Well, this neuroticism comes up because if something happens that blocks that from happening, you automatically get these negative emotions. You get that neuroticism factor come in because you're kind of like, it's blocking me from getting peace. And how we respond to that in our relationships puts us either into a secure and confident factor, meaning if you're able to have something be thrown into your relationship and you're able to handle it, 
and you're not reacting in a negative manner, which is the goal for all of my private clients, then that puts you in the secure and confident factor. You're saying, I know that things are going to come up in my relationship and I know that things are going to be thrown at us that are going to be hard to handle, but I'm okay with doing it. I feel like I can handle it. That's where the secure and confident factor comes through. But if something unexpected comes up, more stressors comes up and you can't handle it and it seems like it's overwhelming, then those put you on the sensitive and nervous part of the scale. And that means we need to work on how you react to the ongoing stressors or something being thrown in to your relationship, right? So if you have statements, if you say a lot of statements in your relationship, like I feel angry most of the time or little things bother me or trigger me about my partner, um, then you're most likely in that, you know, sensitive side and nervous side because you're almost sensitive to the comments that are being made to you and you're nervous about other things that your partner can possibly do to trigger you. So that means these these are good things to know. This is not to shame you. If you find yourself in that category, that means this is where we need to start working through. This is the, this is the area. If you find that little comments that your partner makes to you <clears throat> bother you and it really affects your emotions in the relationship, then we need to work on that. And so many times we think about, oh, I need to work on my partner just needs to not say certain things. But a lot of times that doesn't always happen where our partner just starts talking to us a completely different way. What it is, is we build a sense of resilience towards the comments that are made, meaning your partner can make a comment to you that would in the past would maybe would have made you offended and ruin your day. And now we've worked to a point to where it doesn't trigger you or it triggers you, but you're able to not let it overtake your whole day. And a lot of times that's the best way to approach it because if we wait on our PMDD partners to change, we would probably be waiting forever. I always say, look at it like, how would the relationship be if your partner didn't change? What are things that you can do to work around that? And the same thing for your partner, because I'm guaranteeing you, when you want your PMDD partners to change, they want you to change too. Everybody wants everybody to change, but we can't base our progress on our PMDD partner changing. We have to learn how to cope and regulate our emotions with how our PMDD partner is and then move forward in a more confident manner of saying, I pretty much can handle anything that my PMDD partner throws at me and we can still be good. And that was like a bitterness and resentment. So you go to from the point of feeling I feel angry all the time to the point of I easily recover from being triggered. Those are the two sides of the spectrum. So if you're on the side of the spectrum that says I feel PMDD rage, we bring you to the point of I easily recover from being triggered from my partner. And we go from the point from if you have, if you struggle with anxiety and you say little things trigger me. We take you from little things trigger me so I really feel triggered, right? Or little things trigger me and I can handle being triggered by my PMDD partner. What we're doing is we're building on your self-confidence and ability to navigate through being triggered, through dealing with your PMDD partner, not expecting them to change because the change has to start with you. Um, 
a lot of times we think that our partners need to change and and that's the goal. And, you know, <clears throat> sorry, I'm overcoming a cold, but our partners may come to us and say, you know what? I just, uh, or my clients may come to me and say, I just need you to help me change my PMDD partner. And that's not what ends up happening. Your PMDD partner will begin to change once you change. And I know what you're thinking. Why do I have to be the one? Why do I have to be the one to change? Why me? Why me? Why can't my partner be the one that has to change? Well, your partner is inevitably going to change by you changing. If one partner changes, the other one does. If you're waiting for your your partner to be the first one, now that's the ego talking. Because in the grand scheme of things, what difference does it make? Because the punishment is, is you're punishing yourself by staying in that situation. You're punishing yourself by staying in that situation, waiting for them to change. Your lack of changing doesn't make them change any quicker. It's just, I don't think I'm supposed to be the first one. They should have to do the work, all the things. And if you're in that place, you're not thinking of your relationship as a team. You know, a, a team, a basketball team, a soccer team, everybody is doing something for the well-being of the whole team. There's not one person on there like, I'm going to wait for that person to do their part until I do mine. You, We all have a part to play. And sometimes that means you being the first one. That means you reaching out to me to get the help that you need in your PMDD relationship. That means you reaching out to me and signing up for the PMDD partner support group, which is now open which you can go on and listen to resources that are really good with that have more of these exercises. In the PMDD partner support group, a lot of it is exercise-based. It's giving you the tangible tools. And a lot of times you're saying in these episodes, you're enjoying that. That's the basis. That's the difference between my podcast and the PMDD partner support group. On the PMDD partner support group, you're going to be able to go on there and listen to me teach you PMDD trauma transformational tools, and you'll be able to do them with your partner. You're going to press play on them 24 seven. You do not have to come on the live sessions. I strictly leave that open in case you have Q and A, but I record them every Thursday at 6 PM Pacific standard time. And they come with tools. This is a working group. This is helping you heal your PMDD relationship. And this is helping you do it on a monthly basis. So if you have not signed up, Go to my website, www.inlovewithpmdd.com and you go to the tab that says support group and you can click on there and join and start doing the efforts that are going to take your PMDD relationship in the right direction. Because a little bit of progress, you never know how much impact a little bit of progress can be on your relationship from just starting to implement these tools in your relationship, which is what I do with my private clients. But if you're unable to become a private client, that is the other best way to work with me. Actually, the most affordable way to work with me. So go to my website, join that group, start utilizing the tools, utilize the tools from this relationship, um, from this relationship episode about finding out if you're really happy in your PMDD relationship. And if you know that this helped you, if this episode helped you, I want you to share it on your social media. Um, I know a lot of times I... I see the groups, I see the groups on Facebook and, you know, a lot of them are struggling with different issues and it's really helpful 
to see all of the things that they're struggling with. But a lot of times they, a lot of the resources that they're needing are within my podcast. So what I want to let you know, if you're on those boards on Facebook or on Instagram or any of your social media, tag them, let them know about my podcast so that they can start utilizing these tools because I want to be able to help more PMDD partners. I want them to be able to go through my podcast episodes and say, oh, I needed to hear that because that's going to help them. That's something that you can do for other PMDD partners. So if you've used my, some of my episodes to help you and you know that they could help someone else, share it. Share it so we can stop the suffering and stop the monthly breakups of PMDD partners so we can all help each other because we are all in this together. We got this. PMDD partners, it is National PMDD Awareness Month. And in lieu of this, I have officially launched In Love with PMDD TV. On this YouTube channel, you are going to be getting exclusive interviews with other PMDD partners. I'm always going to be coming on there, giving you more tools, more things for your PMDD relationships to stop the monthly breakups. But make sure you go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel, In Love with PMDD TV, so you can see more of me. Hey, that rhymes. But I'm super excited to be able to provide this for you. And then also, if you're wanting to be a guest on the podcast, In Love with PMDD, where you're listening to me right now, or if you want to be a guest on the TV show, In Love with PMDD TV on YouTube, make sure that you send me an email, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com. Let me know that you want to be a guest. Let me know that you want to share your story. Let me know that you want to share your journey. And for the month of April, I will be having other PMDD sufferers, other PMDD partners come on and collaborate with me on the podcast and then also on In Love with PMDD TV. This is about spreading awareness of PMDD. PMDD, everything that we're suffering with, everything that we're going through. I want the world to be able to see what it is that we go through on a month-to-month basis so that more tools can be provided. So I'm super excited. Email me, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com, or you can DM me on Instagram as always, where I vlog my journey daily. But I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, we got this.